Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Whoa, you didn't do it. I know. I'm going to take the stinger out this time so you sound like a fool. Oh. Like, what do you have to say whoa about if I remove the stinger? You know what I mean? I mean, it could still just be an awesome intro that I'm really pumped about. You're listening to Inside the Mind of a Child Genius. In this podcast, we read and analyze stories we wrote as children delving into the inner workings of a child genius's mind. I'm Theo. And I'm Joseph. And this is Inside the Mind of a Child Genius, the podcast that has not been released yet, (laughs) but will be soon. We need to stop saying that because when (laughs) people are listening to this, it will obviously have been released. But we also want them to know... Because people normally expect like current event stuff to happen on podcasts. You know, they want it to be fresh. The podcast with no current event. <laughs> <laughs> By the time they hear this, it's like five months later, probably. <laughs> I do like the idea of just our tagline being the podcast with no current events. Because <laughs> that's just not a selling point at all. <laughs> Should I look up Three Cowboys and Quest of the Dragon on Smashwords to see about the ratings and reviews? I am curious to see if uh, Q. OTD is closing the gap because I know last time it was getting yeah. a little bit more interest than Three Cowboys, mm-hmm, despite mm-hmm. Three Cowboys being in a genre of erotic fiction, which is very popular these <laughs> days, I would assume. I have no idea. I mean, based on the number of entries. Okay, so Three Cowboys, retail price, $0, library price, $0, books sold, no data. Zero dollars. Full and sample downloads, 24. I think that's more than you had last time, right? That's definitely a nominal amount more. And then Quest of the Dragon has 16. I just want to point out that not to give this book the inside the mind of a child genius bump, but it's on Smashwords and I've just found it just searching for Quest of the Dragon, which I'm surprised there are no other titles of that same name on Smashwords. One of the top results is called The Dragon Quest. Oh, come on. Yeah, a little derivative. (laughs) Fuck that. Just the cover of this, (laughs) it does look like it was drawn and colored by a child. So there's some potential here. (laughs) Those colors are like painful. Did you find it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's rough. Oh my gosh. The dragon (laughs) is, he's holding a fishing rod, isn't he? Yeah, he is. I would feel really bad if (laughs) if an adult did (laughs) draw this. But it definitely looks like a child drew this. I mean, let's say a good child. Like, this is pretty good for a kid's painting, right? Yeah. (laughs) Probably. I'm actually not 100% sure on that one. Really? Side by side, the cover of Quest of the Dragon, your book, (laughs) and this book, I would honestly think that the person who drew Quest of the Dragon (laughs) was older than this person. (laughs) 
Although I have to say that this person's about on Smashwords says she was married for 49 years, so mm. probably not a child. <laughs> I'm going to go with that. I'm going to stop making fun of her and we can move on to literally anything else. I feel bad now. Wow. I also feel kind of bad that her about begins with just saying that she was married for 49 years. <laughs> to prove a point, maybe. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, look at all these reviews. Oh, wow. She's got four reviews. Great book for the kitties. Yeah, awesome. Another lovely book for children at bedtime. Okay, Three Cowboys and Quest of the Dragon are both good for the kitties and for children at bedtime. Literally good for anyone. Oh, no, Theo. This person has a lot of books and they all have really bad covers. (laughs) Not all of them. Some of them, it looks like she gave up and used stock photos. Oh, yeah, you're right. Wow. Trouble in Fairylands. Not great. Cruise's big secret. All right, I'm going to stop roasting this lady. (laughs) I personally don't think they're that bad. You do it. You Yeah, you paint a dragon quest cover with a fishing rod and you show it to me. Theo... I have. I have made pictures better than these. And I was a kid. And so is your picture is better. Your picture that you made as a kid for okay. Quest of the Dragon is better than these. I mean, of course, I delight in that fact. But just to defend her a little more, which I don't know why I'm doing. I've never met her. All I know is that she's been married for 49 years. I think that painting is a little harder than colored pencils. That's all I'm going to say. That's fair. Sorry we don't agree on this. I have no problem disagreeing. I'm actually happy that you disagree with me because this podcast is not just us completely roasting this lady. (laughs) At least there's some pushback pushback on it. Yeah. And, you know, also, (laughs) this is an audio podcast. No one knows what we're talking about. And I feel like this might get pretty stale after a while. So Mm, I think we can do another 30 minutes on this. All right. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. So purple and yellow. Are you sure about that border? (laughs) Weak. Yeah, no. uh, If you want to know, just look up the Dragon Quest by Beth Sadler on Smashwords. And, you know, come up with your own opinions. Send them in. Send them in to childgeniuspodcast at gmail.com. Gosh, there's so many good books on here. Dare Quest, The Chinese Pirate. That sounds problematic, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) Very. So, yeah, if we're just going to spend another 30 minutes on on (laughs) Beth Sadler, let me just say she's prolific. Oh, yeah. She's probably got 10 books on here. So better than we can say. Beth Sadler. All right, Beth, keep doing it. Keep doing now that we thing. have a rival, I finally feel like this podcast is going somewhere. I feel like we're finally motivated to make this podcast good. Now that we have a rival in Beth Sadler. <laughs> we have to beat Beth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she is killing us in the reviews department. Did you see she that? She really is. Yeah. And they're all five-star reviews. I'm going to give it four stars. Just be- <laughs> no, I'm not going to. She's got four five-star reviews and one no rating. But it says great book for the kids. Looking forward to more. So I presume that's at least three stars if they did rate it. (laughs) Why do you think they didn't take the time to rate it? Yeah, it does seem like it's the hard part would be writing the review. I like (laughs) to imagine they just completely overthought this. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, like, it's going to change your whole life from then on if you give it a bad rating. So they just went no rating. Great book for the kids. Looking forward to more. Probably all we're going to say about it, right? (laughs) (laughs) no but wait there's more i have 30 more minutes we've spent way too much time on best Sadler, and i really want to get to chapter two of quest of the dragon beth it's nothing personal but we're coming for (laughs) you you are now our biggest rival oh 
One thing I should just mention, and this is a joke that was pitched to me by my girlfriend, Virginia, is that did we never make the connection that the first cowboy's name was Joe, the second cowboy's name was Jojo, the third cowboy's name should have been Jojo Joe? Did we not say that? Yeah, I don't think we've said that. That's that's a good take on that. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So I'll I'll edit that in. Uh, Good. We're going to seem so funny in the past. (laughs) I'll run it as an advertisement so it randomly shows up during the episode. It'll be like, (laughs) it'll be an ad that I pay for that just says, oh, don't forget about Jojo Joe. Good. Good idea. Yeah. Oh, man. And then Infinite Cowboys. Oh, you're screwed with all the juice. Yeah. I think running an ad's a good idea, but... Just don't spend too much on it. <laughs> don't charge yourself too much for running the ad. I, I want to restate that it is an ad just to insert an extra joke into that episode. By the way, how much is an ad on our podcast? Probably shouldn't say because we might change our rate depending on how popular it is. Well, so maybe $5. Regardless, I'm buying up all the slots. <laughs> so maybe $5. Yeah, start it off high so that we... <laughs> I think we're ready for Quest of the Dragon. Shout out to Beth. (laughs) And the whole Sadler family. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, we're getting to chapter two today of Quest of the Dragon. Joseph is excited because a dragon appears. Yeah, he's been pretty impatient this whole time. It's kind of annoying. Yeah, Um, you know, Quest of the Dragon. You would have thought that the first chapter might have mentioned one. What happened on the previous episode, just to give everyone a refresher, we met the the lion who said silence, and then Elias met the weird guy with spiky white hair. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the chapter, Devin (laughs) has to go through a whole day without Elias, and so he gets all the answers wrong. And Hank gets them right. Oh, yeah, Hank gets them right, yeah. So then that is the most humiliating thing, and so then Devin cries. Naturally. Which was the most dramatic part of the chapter. Yes. <laughs> I can't believe we still haven't gotten another review on Smashwords. Uh, I'm going to call the Better Business Bureau. <laughs> <laughs> They'll know what to do. I wonder if we start putting in fake reviews, if other people will be more inclined to review it. If we seed it. Okay, well, that, that reminds me of a story. <laughs> Please. That when I worked at Juilliard Global Ventures, we were designing online classes it wasn't really like college credit classes. It was just, you, it had Juilliard's name on it. So people would want to take the classes, I guess. Um, <laughs> that doesn't and- sound shady at all. <laughs> we just threw Juilliard's name on a couple of YouTube videos. <laughs> people paid out the butt for that. Yeah. yeah, this is Juilliard presents Inside the Mind of a Child Genius. <laughs> no, it really was associated with Juilliard. But there was a discussion board for the class where all of the students would talk to each other. They were doing beta testing and no one was talking on the discussion board. So they asked me to seed the conversation. So I went in and pretended I was a student and started the conversation. <laughs> Hello, fellow students. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're all just taking a class together. Love it. <laughs> Homework sucks, right? Can't wait for recess. <laughs> Can you believe this clown of a teacher? <laughs> just start talking shit about the platform. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hate Julia. <laughs> Everybody here is so fake. <laughs> I hate you guys. That's how you seen it (laughs) um i want to point out i have no qualms publicly about my alma mater okay so (laughs) publicly (laughs) oh boy anyway so i seeded the conversation there was a discussion question that was like can you tell us what your favorite music is and nobody was answering it so then i said 
One of my favorite songs is In My Life by the Beatles. It makes me nostalgic and miss my old friends that I haven't seen in a while. Sound like a robot. (laughs) Much like other humans, I get nostalgic for my old friends and colleagues. (laughs) It is illogical, but I do it anyway. It is one of the many character flaws of humans to become nostalgic. (laughs) And yet I have that character flaw as a human. Yeah. The funniest thing was I posted that and I was like, okay, job done. Now I'll move on to the next thing. So then a couple of days later, my boss came over to me and she was like, Theo, I love what you posted in the group. You really sound like you're like this old man, this sweet old man. (laughs) But I had posted it sincerely. (laughs) So then it was like, oh yeah, I guess just my normal character is old man. (laughs) Like that's who I am. I love the Beatles. Reminds me of the good old days. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I just love the idea of you going on this message board and just trying to get people to talk. I know, it's horrible. <laughs> it made me wonder, like, does this happen all the time that people go on things anonymously and try to make it seem like it's a more vibrant community than it is? I mean, we've literally already done that with the, Three Cowboys. Uh, Remember all the, the YouTube, YouTube comments? <laughs> We're real fans of a real book. Check it out. Yeah. And you're an idiot for being a fan of Eminem. You should be a fan of Three Cowboys. You're an idiot for being a fan of literally anything else. <laughs> three Cowboys is life. This is as good as it gets. Now we got to talk about Quest of the Dragon. We're going to go through it. Okay, so we're going to start on Chapter 2. Do you want to say what the title of Chapter 2 is, Joseph? Chapter 2, The Runway. Oh, no, no, <laughs> messed no. it up. It fucked up pretty bad there. <laughs> let's, let's give it another roll. Don't worry. I'll edit that out. He winked at the audience. Oh, that's a wink. Yeah. <laughs> I can see you. The audience can. Chapter two, The Runaway. Yeah. So The Runaway, I don't know what that's referring to. I read the whole chapter. No idea. But it's only, <laughs> I only finished half of the chapter, so it's presumably someone runs away. Well, I mean, Elias has already sort of run away to another dimension or world or whatever. Let us begin chapter two. First sentence. The dragon slowly opened his eyes to the oncoming light. He knew he would soon get sucked into the giant ball (laughs) to create light. I'm noticing a pattern with the end of these sentences. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it rhymes, right? Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a rhyme right there. I guess I should say, like, this whole paragraph, I think, is introducing a lot of plot points that I was going to get to if I had finished the book. Uh, don't tell me you don't explain any of this. Right, for now, it's all nonsense, I think. <laughs> but um, Okay. The dragon found that the Queen Medusa was awake and immediately asked her what her senses told her. Okay, so now the world is expanding. Okay, so there was a dragon. We know that. There's an oncoming ball of light and the dragon's going to get sucked into it. And there's a Queen Medusa also. Okay? That's the scene. Got it. The Queen's snake-filled hair swayed in the dragon's breath, so it took her a while to get in touch with her senses. In touches, in quotes. (laughs) Something about the way that sentence is written makes it seem like you should already know that it takes a while to get in touch with her senses. When her snake-filled hair is being swayed by the dragon's breath, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't make much sense, does it? Also, snake-filled hair? I mean, her hair is snakes, right? (laughs) No, no, no. She just hasn't brushed it in a while, so she hasn't gotten all the snakes Got a few snakes in there. You know how people will comb your hair for lice and they'll have like a magnifying glass? It's like the same thing for snakes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fine. Not your hair. (laughs) Your generally. What are you trying to say, Theo? (laughs) 
Um, yeah, so it took her a while to get in touch with her senses. Because her hair was swaying. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> in the dragon's breath. Like, he's breathing right on her. I guess that would be a little distracting. <laughs> when she finally did, she smiled evilly and told the dragon what she saw. Elidor is going to be ban here, too. <laughs> <laughs> Am I supposed to know what that means? <laughs> and it says, Elidor is going to be banned here too. But I think it's supposed to say be banned here too. Yeah. Um, and so they're in a place where they've all been banned too. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. The way it's written, Elidor is going to be banned here too. <laughs> it's hard to read it with the right inflection. <laughs> when you first read it, I thought it meant Elidor is going to be back here too. I thought it was just a misspelling of back. <laughs> okay. I think we can call that a typo. I think I would have known back is not spelled ban. It's just a mistake, not a misspelling. I don't know. You're pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah, wow. You just came out and said it then. Jeez. We've all been thinking it. <laughs> I'll also point out that once again, the only female character in the scene is described as evil. She smiled evilly. It's true. <laughs> it's a recurring theme. Pretty sexist. And shame on young Theo. Yeah. Uh, sexist count. What is it? Three now? 500. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's probably a little higher than three. Okay. Elidor is going to be banned here too. The dragon roared with pleasure, waking up all the others. So there are other creatures here too. So for that sentence, can you give us a uh, pleasureful roar? Oh God. Can you roar with pleasure <laughs> for the audience? I just have a feeling that roaring with pleasure is too sexual of a noise to be making <laughs> on a podcast that uh, people will be listening to. You are such a coward <laughs> I am that a people coward. are going to be listening to. I'm glad you added that final caveat that people are going to be listening to. Here, I'll try it. I'll try it. So pleasure is like, hmm. And then roaring is like, Whoa. So I guess it's going to be like, <laughs> that sounds like a confused roar. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that was a confused roar. That was also sounding like Scooby-Doo. Okay. So the dragon roared with pleasure, waking up all the others. The red minotaur got up and shoved the dragon aside. Why'd you wake us up? The dragon smiled and said, remember, I'm the god of fire. I can stop the flames that rage in the underworld. I swear this whole paragraph is written like the reader is just supposed to know. I, something about the tone is like, this is just so obvious. Why wouldn't you understand? Of course the dragon can stop the flames that rage in the underworld. And of course it makes sense that that's a good response. Why do you wake us up? Remember, I'm the god of fire. I can stop the flames that rage in the underworld. I mean, I feel like it's kind of written like I wanted people to go back and read it a second time later after everything is contextualized, you know, like towards the end of the book. Yeah. You go back and read it and you're like, oh, that's what the Red Minotaur meant. Oh, of course it took a while to get in touch with her since. <laughs> it's a recurring plot point. Now I get it. Okay. So remember, I'm the god of fire. I can stop the flames that rage in the underworld. The Red Minotaur turned. Do you think I care, Longfei? I can't control the underworld if I'm confined to the sky. The only one who has any chance of controlling something is Elidor, the vampire. Do you have anything to say about that? <laughs> I don't, I'm just interested now. I don't think this is any bad writing or anything. It's just <laughs> I'm very curious now. Okay, so here are the things I want to say about it. I have given us more context. So Elidor is going to be banned here too. Now is saying Elidor is a vampire. Oh, yes, I missed that. That's good, right? Uh, the other thing I'll say is 
the dragon's name is Longfei, um, L-O-N-G-F-E. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's supposed to be like vaguely Chinese or something. I don't know what I was doing. And I, <laughs> I actually remember this, naming this character. And I looked up on a Chinese to English dictionary online at the time what was dragon in chinese okay and it said l-o-n-g long so i think that's why i chose that name but i probably just shouldn't have done it right <laughs> <laughs> clearly didn't know anything well whatever <laughs> clearly didn't know anything <laughs> okay here we go the only one who has any chance of controlling something is elador the vampire long eyes widened as he thought about this you're right we have nothing to control up here horns say Get the others and tell them, the dragon said, looking scared from the thought of not controlling anything. (laughs) (laughs) Something is weird about that sentence. I think it's not obvious that the dragon is talking the second time. That's true. That's true. The red minotaur is talking, right? Yeah. And then I guess, yeah, long phase the dragon. Yeah. This is a confusing paragraph. The second character's name is Hornse. Yeah. So that's the minotaur. So it's like he has horns. (laughs) These do seem like anime names. They seem like names that would be an anime. I think there's a lot of inspiration for those names drawn from Jackie Chan Adventures, that cartoon. I don't know if you ever saw (laughs) that. But yeah. Yeah. So also, he's just saying we have nothing to control up here. Get the others and tell them, tell them that they have nothing to do. Like <laughs> they're banned to the sky is what seems to have been happen- is yeah. happening. They're trapped in the sky and it seems like they've been there for a long time. And finally, the red minotaur or Hornsay, I should call him by his name. Hornsay <laughs> says that we can't control anything up here. And it's like a revelation for the dragon. They've been there yeah. for a while. And they You'd can't... think they would know they can't control anything if they've been up there for a while. Yeah, right. It shouldn't make your eyes widen. We've also introduced that Longfei is a bit of a control freak. This is clear to me maybe because I wrote it and I remember a little bit about it, but the Red Minotaur is the god of the underworld. Is that clear to you? Uh, no. <laughs> I did not pick up on that. That's why uh, the dragon threatened him by saying, remember I'm the god of fire, I can stop the flames that rage in the underworld. And that's why the Red Minotaur says, do you think I care? Because he can't control the underworld. Okay. So I actually thought that Elidor was the king of the underworld because Hornsay is like, do you think I care? I can't control the underworld. The only one who has a chance of controlling something is Elidor. But I guess he doesn't necessarily control the underworld. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Elidor can control something. Gotcha. The others can't control anything. And it scares them. Okay. So then... Longfei told Hornsay, God, I hate saying these names. Uh, the dragon told the red minotaur to get the others and tell them. Hornsay told Ilaw first. <laughs> these names. I know. The cyclops thrust his fist into the floor of the sky, making it shake. So Ilaw is the cyclops, right? Because he has one eye, I guess. Yeah. So he thrust it into the floor of the sky, making it shake. Hornsay didn't have time to tell the others for the sun needed energy. The monsters were soon sucked into the ball of confinement. <laughs> <laughs> So there was no point in bringing up Ilaw, right? Like he thrusts his fist into the floor, making it shake, and but nothing happens. Yeah. I do love that the Cyclops is Ilaw. Yeah. So clearly something to do with eyes. The Minotaur is Hornsay, so something to do with horns. If you hadn't already told me that dragon is long <laughs> in Chinese, I would have thought that it's just because he's long. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is a dragon. I don't know. Not really any interesting features about a dragon. I guess it's kind of long. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> it's always the first thing I think of when I yeah. hear about a dragon. Dang, those things are long. Not fire breathing. Not wings. It's long, and it has an even longer list of positive attributes. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent callback, my friend. Nailed it. Nailed that shit. Okay, so uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. That's the last time you hear about the dragon. Um, oh my God, <laughs> ever? Yeah. Ew. In the entire rest of the book? I think you've mentioned on every episode you're waiting for the dragon to come in. And he finally does. Uh, He's really long, but I y- you want to quit, don't you? I, I hate you. <laughs> oh my god i hate child you i I didn't finish the book what was i supposed to do finish the book maybe if you had encouraged me a little more you didn't know to encourage me it's okay how old were you when you wrote this fourth or fifth grade we certainly knew each other at the time yeah i don't think we were that close though i think it was like sixth grade when we both bonded over homestar runner wow right i have no idea i just assumed we were always friends as kids i can't imagine being at a family thing with you there and me being like not talking to that kid one of the few (laughs) other kids my age (laughs) but i don't think we were that close though i could well i can remember a time when this is also when i first learned that your nickname was jojo it was like a chandler family reunion and and of course, we were doing a joke contest. So everyone was sitting in grandpa's living room and we we're all saying jokes and we were throwing around a oh, hat. No. Like whoever had come up with the best joke most recently, they would get the hat. I'm getting flashbacks. This is <laughs> this is traumatic for me. I mean, it's such a Chandler family thing, right? That we yeah, like we have a talent show every year, right? <laughs> it's yeah, it's <laughs> nuts. But I love them. But I love them. Um, anyway, but I um, publicly love them. <laughs> publicly, no complaints, except for the ones I've just <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't even think I have complaints about the talent show and stuff. I think it's just kind of like funny and it's kind of like charming. Anyway, joke contest. I was sitting on the couch. You were like on the floor or something and everyone had been telling jokes. Then there was a lull. And then Shannon, cousin Shannon. Shout out. Shout out. She said, I want to hear a Jojo joke. Oh. I remember when she said that. I was thought You were like, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? Jojo? I thought he went by Joseph. Why doesn't she want to hear one of my jokes? <laughs> yeah, so immediately got a little jealous, you know. And you know the joke you told? I think I do, actually. I think I told... Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> no, I, it was something about... Was it the knock, scratch, knock, scratch? Maybe not that one. It was a knock, knock joke. Oh, well, knock, scratch, knock, scratch is like, you say, who's there? And I say a pirate. <laughs> I guess they're knocking with both hands and one of Why would you do that? But one of them is a hook. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like pretty desperate. I actually don't think that was the one because I think the answer to the one that I told had something to do with bubblegum and I can't remember. Maybe I'm wrong. I remember it being... I don't remember exactly how the joke works, but it's basically like knock, knock, who's there? And then you keep saying banana over and over or something. And then finally you say orange and then they say orange who? And you say orange, you glad I didn't say banana. Oh, I said that one. Yeah, it was a Jojo joke. That one's a bit overused. <laughs> well, you still got the hat and I didn't. So I remember the joke I told, which was 
someone said, all right, Theo, you do one. And I said, I didn't have one. I didn't know jokes. So I just said, pull my finger. And then everybody laughed. (laughs) No one pulled your finger? (laughs) Nobody pulled it. I'm glad they didn't because I didn't have one. You didn't have one in the tank? There wasn't one ready. (laughs) But I remember one time we were telling jokes. I can't imagine we did this too often, but maybe we did. But I I can't remember the exact joke that I told. I could have sworn the punchline had something to do with bubblegum. Someone said the end of my joke. Someone said the punchline to my joke before I got there. Oh, So I was telling the joke and somebody told the punchline because they knew it. I think it might have been Liam. So shout out to Liam. No hard feelings, but I am so pretty mad about it. Um, he, I think he said the end of it, and I was just devastated. I think we were about to leave for the night anyway, so it was pretty much the last thing I said, and I was just wow. completely dejected and walked out. I didn't even want to say bye to everyone. I just wanted to leave. You just hung your head. Yes. Wow, that's great. I was publicly shamed. Well, you remember Liam's joke, right? <laughs> I kind of do. Liam was like the very youngest of us. Like he was our, he's like our second cousin. Second cousin. So he wasn't always at every gathering. So I was often the youngest, but then when his family would come, then he would be the youngest. Of course, he said a joke and I was immediately dismissive of it because I was like, this is my chance to, to be <laughs> better than someone because I'm not the youngest this time. To prove I'm a child genius. <laughs> his joke was, why did the lion keep springing around? Because it didn't want to turn into a popsicle house. Wow. And he, he was laughing so hard. And I remember some of the parents giving a sort of like quizzical look. Hmm, what could that mean? And I, I remember taking note of that look and thinking, at least I didn't do that. <laughs> I actually remember that joke too, but I have a different memory of how it went down. Oh, how'd it go down? I remember a lot of people laughing, I think just at how ridiculous it was. Because there, there may have been like a quizzical pause at first, but then everyone realized how ridiculous it was. And so they laughed at how ridiculous it was. And I just remember thinking, man, that got a bigger laugh than mine. And I was so upset. <laughs> and then I'm picturing that's when you try your next one. And then Liam jumps in again and says the punchline to yours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Another popsicle house. I know that one, Joseph. <laughs> And the sad thing is the Popsicle House was probably a funnier punchline, even though I had nothing to do with the joke. Because I just had a joke book. I had I I was such a hack. I just had a book of jokes that I was so proud of and I would always tell them out of that. <laughs> and I'm picturing you do this setup like uh, knock scratch, knock scratch. Who's there? And then like, look at your book, flip a few pages, try to find it. (laughs) Silence, it's a pirate. (laughs) I do remember telling a joke out of that book. And when it didn't do as well as I thought it would, or my punchline got interrupted or whatever it was, I remember thinking, ah, I had so many other options to go with from that book. And I chose the worst one. Like it wasn't just the fact that it was a canned joke out of a book. I just thought I had picked the wrong canned joke out of the book (laughs) otherwise i would have performed amazingly (laughs) i just can't get over like what was wrong with me that i had those two thoughts when shannon said that i thought jojo his name is jojo and then immediately after why doesn't she want to hear a joke from me (laughs) that's so (laughs) pathetic right Uh, there's still traces of that in my personality i need to rid them (laughs) i need to rid them I need to expunge. I, oh, they need to be banned. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's whole, that's that whole thing. Uh, did you also gather that uh, all of these characters it, who are trapped in the sky, they're the gods of Sunstar? No. Okay, yeah. So those are the ones that Elias is going to do something to. It wasn't clear, right? It was either he's freeing them or destroying them. If I had just read that paragraph by itself, I would have had no idea that they were 
gods. I kind of got more of a Titans type impression or... Okay. Okay, I feel like you're splitting hairs here. What's the difference in your mind? Well, basically, gods, good guys, Titans, bad guys sort of thing. Because like the whole Greek gods and Titans. Right. I know those Greek gods did some bad stuff sometimes. That's true. But if you've ever seen Hercules, the Disney movie, ah. <laughs> the Titans are bad. Okay, I see. I I'm see. very well versed in Greek mythology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so a lot of characters get named in this book. It's not just uh, Todd McTinkley. You've moved past your restraint of revealing character names. Now we're full on into... You want to know anybody's name? You got it. (laughs) Well, no, it's still kind of built in because you don't know the dragon's name until the Minotaur says his name. Like we go like five sentences before he says Longfei. But still not nearly as long as we waited to find out Miss Wilder's name. (laughs) Yeah, that's That's about a quarter of the book, I think. (laughs) If I could revise it, I would probably introduce her name earlier. I mean, we got to compete with Beth Sadler somehow, so (laughs) we've got to improve this book. I guess I need the life experience of 49 years of marriage. I shouldn't pick on her for that. That's <laughs> as awesome that she's been married that long. That's a really great thing, actually. But I'd probably say I was an author first in my bio. Now nah, let's roast her. <laughs> married 49 years. My grandpa's married for 72. Pretty weak. I don't even know what point you're trying to prove with 49 years. <laughs> you need at least 70. Also, if she can't take the heat, she should stay out of the kitchen. That's a good point. Oh, gosh. Is that a reference I- to something? <laughs> Excellent point. <laughs> it's a reference to something you have no idea about and neither does the audience. So I guess I need to clarify now. <laughs> and we will get back to Quest of the Dragon. But in seventh grade, it was in history class. This one kid who was kind of a bad kid. He did bad stuff sometimes. Uh, he was always nice to me. But anyway, he did bad stuff sometimes. And he, got, he had gotten suspended. And so at the end of that day, he was going to be gone for like a week or something like that. The, the history teacher said, oh, I guess I'll use the name. No, let's call him Todd McTinkley. The history <laughs> teacher said, hey, Todd, I heard you're getting a vacation soon, which was like saying, like, I heard you got suspended. And then Todd slammed his hands down on the desk and got up and ran out of the room because and he was like crying because he he was obviously pretty upset that he yeah, had gotten suspended. That's so mean. I know. And then the teacher said, can't take the heat, stay out of the kitchen. <laughs> Just like, like this is a classroom. Like yeah. he was just sitting at his desk. When you walk into my classroom, you better expect <laughs> to be verbally abused. That's yeah, what right. this kind of classroom is. <laughs> this is such a funny thing to say after you do something really <laughs> awful. I, yeah, I actually started feeling bad about the whole Todd McTinkley and Alex Zamberini thing because I realized, what if one day one of our listeners is actually named Todd McTinkley? I bet there is a Todd McTinkley out there. I mean, I'm sure they get confused for the <laughs> Quest of the Dragon character all the time. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probably just another day to them. Can I have your autograph? <laughs> yeah. You're the one who told Devin some iguana huh <laughs> wasn't that todd mctinkley probably people just run up to him and they're like i saw you on smash words <laughs> yeah say the line say the line <laughs> uh, different todd mctinkley <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so next paragraph we're not talking about the gods anymore we don't talk about them ever again okay so now we're going back to devon who if you remember in the at the end of the last chapter he cried devon's tears dripped off his face and into the hallway not onto the floor <laughs> they're just stripping and floating away into the hallway miss <laughs> wilder was patting him on the back it's okay devon go get a sip of water and it will all be better devon walked away to the water fountain 
but when he took a drink, he didn't feel better. <laughs> oh, shoot. I thought that would have worked. <laughs> yeah. Usually a single <laughs> sip of water cures just about anything. You got the blues. <laughs> Try a little water. It's not even just have some water. It's go get a sip of water. If I found out you got two sips, <laughs> you're suspended. <laughs> yeah, so Devin turned around and saw something strange. The wall was gone. Devin wiped his eyes. What he saw horrified him. Old Stanky. Could it be that old Stanky was a door to another dimension? <laughs> Suddenly his powers of deduction are like way better than they've ever been in this book. I'm so curious how he got there from... Also, the wall is gone? I'm very confused by this sentence. That is not what happened before with old Stinky. The wall never disappears. I don't know what... Is it the wall that contains old Stanky that's gone? Or... <laughs> A different wall that's gone. I don't know. Because then how's old Stanky still there? I'm very confused at which wall is missing. Is it a figurative wall that's preventing him from reaching his goals? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he just takes a sip of water. He's like, the wall is gone. That could be something really motivational for him. Maybe the wall was dehydration. He's <laughs> had a little bit of water. He finally got past that. Got me a sip. Um, okay. So could it be that old Stanky was a door to another dimension? Devin touched old Stanky. No, it was nothing. <laughs> so close. <laughs> okay, and then this, which is totally unjustified. He walked away with happiness that he would not rely on Elias anymore. He was going to learn how to do multiplication today. <laughs> so he's 100% not worried about a lie. He's been missing. He's <laughs> not in school anymore. <laughs> and there was that guy who appeared in the silver silver ball in Walmart who was taunting him about kidnapping Elias, right? And he was moments away from discovering that old Stanky was a door to another dimension for apparently no reason. <laughs> That he was about to discover that. I guess old Stanky sometimes is a portal and sometimes isn't. I don't know. That sounds consistent with like fantasy portals. Yes. <laughs> he walked away with the happiness. He would not rely on a lie. I mean, I just love that sentence because what above that seemed to suggest that he had somehow found this new self-confidence? Nothing, right? The wall was gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Elias was the wall holding him back. Yeah. This is great now. So next paragraph, now we're cutting to Elias. Oh my gosh. And this this paragraph has a sentence that I'm so worried about. Oh, it's actually the first sentence. Or second. <laughs> oh, I just read it. I okay. know. I know. <laughs> Elias woke up with the lion rubbing his hand. He got out of bed and saw that the lion, in parentheses, who had slept beside him all night, had white liquid around his face. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> So. It's milk. It's milk. <laughs> just want to spoil <laughs> that. It doesn't happen until the end of this paragraph, but it is milk. We've been calling for fan fiction every episode, <laughs> but do not let this be the inspiration. That's, that's the line. Do not cross. What are you? Elias asked, for he wanted to know this from the beginning. I am a full-bred Acolotus griffin. Elias smiled at this. What's so funny? The lion asked. I never thought a griffin would drink milk. <laughs> I like how that's like a zinger to end the paragraph with. <laughs> it's so good. Like you can picture it like cinematically, like that's where the scene cuts. It's so obvious <laughs> that when you wrote this as a kid, you thought that was hilarious that a griffin would drink milk. I never thought a griffin would drink milk. <laughs> I have a couple things to say about this. Yeah, go ahead. If you'll indulge me. Mm -hmm. Ignoring the white liquid around his face. Okay, just we're going to move right past that. But um, Elias says, 
<laughs> he's rubbing his hand in yeah. he had slept with him all night and he has a white liquid like it's too perfect yeah yeah but anyway go on <laughs> so it says what are you he asked for he wanted to know this from the beginning i just love your use of for <laughs> instead of because yeah. throughout this book yeah it's like it's weirdly so formal. formal yeah 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 that happens a lot <laughs> Yeah, and Elias is not shy about asking questions. I actually think we could go back and do a counter of fours instead of becauses. <laughs> so the griffin says, I am a full-bred Achilotus griffin. Which, first of all, I don't know if Achilotus is something that the reader is supposed to know, but that gets no explanation. And bread is spelt like bread. <laughs> I know, I know, like the food. Like sandwich bread. It's not full bread, like, like a full bread horse or something. It's like, I am made of bread. <laughs> uh, an entirely bread griffin. 100% full bread griffin. <laughs> Whole wheat. Enriched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, enriched. Let's just say all the bread terms we know. <laughs> bread hour. Ancient grains. <laughs> Honey wheat. Yeah, we're not even just making jokes anymore. We're just saying. I just think it's funny that he says, I am a full bread bread griffin and then the lion asks what's so funny so we've established this is a griffin but the author <laughs> is still referring to him as a lion yeah maybe i needed help with the continuity <laughs> i'm a full bread cat said the dog <laughs> <laughs> i did look up acolotus uh-huh. i figured it would at least be the scientific name of some kind of bird or something mm-hmm. but most of what i'm getting is image results for Acolotus and it's volleyball players so never thought a griffin would play volleyball that's a better zinger than drink milk <laughs> also that is just hitting me differently now thinking about it i never thought a griffin would drink milk like why not most animals <laughs> if you give them milk will drink it are you kidding me milk so do you think we read enough of it for an episode? I feel like we we did actually get through an entire page. Yeah. That's pretty good for us. That is pretty good for us. Good for us. <laughs> good for us. Uh, let's see how many words. 432. That's way better than our worst day. I'll say that. <laughs> Definitely true. I feel like I have episode four in my head is like, that's the bar we have to clear every time. That was <laughs> the worst we did. <laughs> I was just listening to episode four and yeah. <laughs> We really missed the entire point of our podcast for one whole episode. In general, this is an aggressively off-topic podcast, but that episode was just offensive. That's a good thing to put in our our podcast description. Aggressively off-topic. Yeah. Okay, so we read the book. We read some more of the book. Um, read the book. Should we, do, should we do some Oprah questions? Oh, yes. We haven't done these in a while. Yeah. I actually was just listening to, I think it was episode two, Uh where we first did these, and I gave the most disappointing cop-out answers, (laughs) and I can't promise that I won't do that again, so... Uh, back me up if... <laughs> back you up? <laughs> yeah, back me up. You have to answer them too. Oh, I thought you meant like people start complaining and I'm like, look, I know Joseph gave <laughs> shitty cop-out answers. Like, We're going to get a lot of heat if we do the Oprah's Book Club <laughs> questions again, so I'm going to need you to do some <laughs> PR management. We've got to get ahead of this thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why don't we just try to say something interesting, even if we don't believe it? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that is how I go about my life a lot of the time. Um, Yeah, that's just good life advice. Here we go. Okay, so for those of you following along on OprahMag.com, this is under mystery and thriller questions. I would call Quest of the Dragon a thriller. I don't actually know what a thriller is. I think it's like Jurassic Park. Is that the question? (laughs) What is a thriller? 
Because I don't know. Please stop <laughs> grilling me. Yeah. We should set up these Oprah questions as if it's like a press conference. I do feel like I'm I'm in one of those small rooms with just a metal table and a light above it. And you just <laughs> slam down your hands in front of me and ask me. I've seen scum like you before. What would you rate the book? I didn't do it. <laughs> and then the good cop comes over. Ah, uh, Joseph, we know you have a hard time with these questions. We just want to get a little information. Yeah, how about that? How about you ask me these questions, good cop, bad cop style? Yeah. But each question can be a different cop, or however you want to do it. You're both cops. Each question is a different cop. I'm a criminal. Okay. Should I tell you which one I'm being, or should it be obvious? Uh, make it obvious. Okay. Hey, Joseph. Hey, sweetie. Um, oh, good, good, so- the good cop. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you oh, shit. <laughs> that's the bad cop trying to throw you off guard okay no here's the real right, here's yeah, the real it. good cop. <laughs> i figured the good cop would just randomly completely change tack and start screaming fuck you it's just one cop that's completely <laughs> split personalities but yeah hey joseph let us know if you need anything uh you need any water any juice anything like that I'm pretty so thirsty. i had a question for you oh. <laughs> sorry <laughs> this is, okay. we're recording this remotely can't do anything oh, about it okay right. um so joseph uh did the book spook you or get under your skin in any way oh uh, get under my skin I would we say- need answers oh, God. <laughs> That did scare me really bad. Yeah, I think I probably um, <laughs> clipped pretty bad on the. Sorry for all of those listening. I'm sure. Yeah, we clipped them. We get clipped. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've definitely not gotten spooked, although there have been some slightly spooky moments. Yeah, of course there have. Yeah. Like when Elias first goes into the locker and you have no idea what's going to happen. And then you find out there's weather in this locker. I mean, ugh, sends shivers down my spine. <laughs> yeah, a whole world with weather. Um, I definitely think that the the wizard appearing, the old man guy appearing to Devin, that's pretty spooky. Yeah, that's a spook level of six. Yeah, that's a solid six on the spook scale. Spook scale? Spookometer? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess maybe that wasn't the best question. <laughs> I'm I'm telling you, it's probably me. I've listened to the other episode where I tried to answer these, and I just get I just get scared, <laughs> spooked. And I can't answer. Um, it. I've been spooked. I can tell you a part that's gotten under your skin that I've noticed. Oh, this is a very good cop of you. Yeah, I'm your friend here. I'm noticing <laughs> things about <laughs> how you've been feeling, and it seems like you know the lack of dragons has has sort of been a problem it's sort of been causing some yes. tension between you and your co-host Definitely. for a while now. and it got even more under my skin when my co-host told me <laughs> that there would not be any more mentions of the one mention of the dragon that there was yeah if your co-host was here right now uh do you think you would have anything to say to him i he's not but <laughs> i would kill him I don't. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> uh oh. Shouldn't said that to a cop. <laughs> yeah, I definitely shouldn't have said that. Oh my god. Do you remember when you came to Oberlin with Ian? You guys came. Ian got. What did he get? Mono. Ian got mono. Oh, is that what that was? I remember he got sick. Yeah, he got sick, and we ended up having to take him to the hospital. Yeah. When we were there, we were being mafia men. Were we? You don't remember that? I don't remember that part. <laughs> I don't know why, but some recurring joke we kept saying because. We're idiots. <laughs> It'd be a shame if the, that TV fell off, were to fall off the wall. And, you know, I don't know. We were just making threats to the hospital for some reason. 
Jason. <laughs> we weren't saying that to the doctor, though, right? Were we? No, we were saying it to each other, but we could have said it to the doctor. Well, I feel like the line that kept recurring was, it would be a shame if you fell off a truck, which like that, <laughs> that line is not used, normally used as a threat. Us repeating that over and over has actually gotten me in trouble in another situation when everyone is acting, saying like mafia stuff. And then I said that line and then I the person like laughed. And then they stopped laughing. <laughs> they realized what I said, and they were like, "Huh?" And I, I just said something else to to. Did you did you cross? I said silence. <laughs> silence. <laughs> if you stole something and you're giving it to someone as a gift, and then they say, "Where'd you get this?" You say, mm, "Fell off a truck." Yeah, that's how you use. <laughs> Never that. heard that before. It's a mafia thing, I guess. Um, oh, probably. <laughs> You know, I have all the insider knowledge. Anyway, so then we were both using it as a threat to each other, which was like yeah. not right. So then I used that in another conversation and looked like a fool and had to say silent. So you basically made an inside joke reference to someone who was not inside the joke. Yeah. I just like to imagine that this person had some serious personal experience with getting pushed off of a truck <laughs> you said that and they were like how dare you my entire family was pushed off a truck <laughs> my my greatest mentor was pushed off a truck my entire eighth grade class was pushed off of a <laughs> yeah. truck my hometown was pushed off of a truck yeah. this gets bigger and bigger everyone i've ever known was pushed off of a truck the same truck <laughs> that would be pretty bad if everyone someone knew the single bad thing had happened to all of them and then you brought that up that would be pretty yeah. bad i mean it would be sad enough if everyone someone knew could fit on one truck <laughs> <laughs> maybe they all just kept getting on the truck after the previous person was pushed off oh yeah. so it wasn't actually that bad that they got pushed off the truck was going like three miles an hour <laughs> that person who i said that to was my boss from that juilliard global ventures Oof. job so that was bringing it all back tying it all together and embarrassing myself was that the la your last day <laughs> <laughs> yeah they fired me i don't think you are a child genius it's the only reason we hired you <laughs> yeah. that's actually the whole reason we made this podcast so you can get rehired <laughs> we can prove it finally that's funny because they did hire me to like write course content <laughs> so i'm picturing the thing i submitted to get hired was quest of the dragon it checks every box <laughs> we gotta get this guy i love the idea of of just writing something now and saying that it's like it might not be that good but trust me i wrote this when i was in sixth grade so it's <laughs> yeah. pretty good for a sixth grader <laughs> i should totally do that the next job i apply for just you know kind of half-ass a resume and if they have any complaints <laughs> about it just be like I made this resume when I was like six, so I'm pretty smart. It looks pretty good for a six-year-old, right? Yeah, it's pretty amazing that I predicted all of these jobs I had later. Yeah, so I'm basically a genius. Yeah. They'll be like, none of these jobs are relevant at all, but I still predicted them. But can't blame you for trying. When can you start? Um, but, but you at least were a genius. You are somewhat clairvoyant, or at least were. <laughs> yeah. Dang, that'd be sweet. Clairvoyance is what we need. I would like clairvoyance now, but I would have killed for clairvoyance as a kid. Yeah. If I knew what age I was going to turn back into God. Well, to be fair, when you were a kid, there was more of your life to clairvoy to see into the future. Oh, that's Not to true. remind you of your mortality or anything, <laughs> but... <laughs> oh, wait. You're saying that's why it would have been better to be a clairvoyant. Yeah, because there's... I thought you were saying it would have been... It would be harder now to be a clairvoyant because there are fewer options. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think it would be easier. Yeah, probably. I think it's easier for me to predict the rest of my life now than it would have been for me to predict anything when I was yeah. a kid. Because first of all, I was an idiot back then. And second of all, my life has taken certain routes. Like I can predict it, that tomorrow I will be writing music and maybe editing a podcast. But back when I was a kid, I could imagine like, a month before I started going to school, I had no idea what school was. (laughs) (laughs) Every year, every summer, you had no idea what school was going to be like. (laughs) There's a second grade. I thought I was done. (laughs) That would be pretty funny if it goes pre-K, kindergarten, first grade. It's just done. It's like, oh, first wasn't the prelude to anything else. Just first grade. That's the end. (laughs) It's the first. It's the best. You couldn't beat it. So why do another grade? (laughs) It's all downhill from there. Yeah. But anyway, back back to when we took Ian to the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was one point when I can't remember why Ian said this, but the doctor said something, and then Ian was like, "Yeah, I mean, Theo said like I'm gonna kill you." <laughs> I don't know why he would have said that. Honestly, I, I guess I needed more context before I started telling the story. But Theo said, "I'm gonna kill you." I was like, really quickly, I reacted. No threats were made. No threats were made. And then you two were like, he's not a cop. He's a doctor. The doctor just pulls out his handcuffs. He's like, all right, yeah. buddy, you're going downtown Buster Brown. Yeah. No, we're not yeah. doing that. No, not, not that inside joke. Downtown Buster Brown. No, 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 no. And the doctor's like, we've been tracking you for years. We finally got you. I'm the bad cop. We've been tracking you for years because we knew that you would have recently said that you were going to kill Ian. It's the only illegal thing you've done, but we knew it was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Future crime. Minority Report. I just saw that. That's kind of a thriller. Well, anyway, we've been recording for a while. I don't. Do we need to do another question? I think we're probably good. As we play the outro, just... Remember Minority Report and Tom Cruise. What a great movie. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really like it that much. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember if I liked it. It was a terrible thing to end the podcast on. We've got to talk about anything else. There is still housekeeping to do, so maybe we'll get a laugh in there. All right, thank God. <laughs> get me off this Minority Report topic. He saved me. Let me do my type five on Minority Report. Okay. <laughs> Shit, um, I forgot to bring it. <laughs> you forgot to bring it. Yeah, I feel like normally if you have a type five, you've memorized it. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, I've never had a type five in my life. It's a type five. It's two and a half minutes of me saying the material and two and a half of me reading what I'm supposed to say. (laughs) It's two and a half minutes of me finding the material somewhere on my person. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other two and a half, I read it. (laughs) Oh, oh, (laughs) I think it's in my coat. I'm going to go. I left the coat in my car. I'm going to go. Pretty tight. All right. So, uh, do we need to rate the book? Uh, yeah, 100%. 100% rating. I'm going to rate it PG-13 for whatever reason. (laughs) Oh, because of that lion scene. Suggested sexual activity or something. Not good, but we got to beat Beth Sadler, so (laughs) rate and review, please. None of of that review without a rating that Beth got. We want full-on ratings and reviews. I thought you were saying we got to beat Beth Sadler, and that's why it was okay I included that lion scene. (laughs) Have you have you read her books? They're filthy. <laughs> they are. Five stars. Great for the kids. Rate her books. Five stars. Filthy. Great for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so as Joseph just said, please go on Smashwords and rate and review uh, Three Cowboys and Quest of the Dragon. Also, don't forget to rate and review this podcast. That's probably more important. I should probably say that first. And uh, don't forget to send in all your stuff to childgeniuspodcast at gmail.com. 
What are the things you can send in, Joseph? What are good things to send in? Let's see some fan fiction <laughs> about mm-hmm. the lion and Elias. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, shit. Okay. No. Uh, yeah, you're right. Cut that out. Um, we need uh, zero fan fiction. Uh, some fan art is always appreciated, but I don't know. It'd be nice to, to hear some stuff you wrote as a kid. Yeah, definitely send in your own stories. Yeah. yeah. Whether it's a diary entry, homework assignments are even good yeah. or anything. anything. I'll also say previously I said that the first person to send in fan art for each character gets to decide what that character looks like. I'm going to add one more caveat that I realized I should have added before. <laughs> I'm going to say limit one per customer because I don't want just like one person who's really excited about drawing to draw everybody, you know, oh, that's fair. especially that person's really bad at drawing. That would suck. Is there not a caveat that they have to at least somewhat follow their description if they're described at all? Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. But is anyone described? I mean, the wizard is <laughs> the only <laughs> person that's described. Yeah, I guess the wizard is uh, and the griffin is. The red is. minotaur is red. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the red. dragon is long. We know that. Um, you could <laughs> yeah. draw Lisa having her hair almost turn into snakes. <laughs> One additional caveat that I just thought of, we'll not be accepting any submissions from Beth Sadler. We don't want your artwork. <laughs> no offense, but. Yeah, no, uh, it, it fits your work better than it would fit ours honestly i think is the issue yeah it's just not the right tone i guess yeah it's not really what we're looking for beth if you're (laughs) listening and you want us to stop roasting you write us and become a patreon donor (laughs) you have to donate the highest amount wouldn't that be great if we just bullied people until they started donating to our podcast this podcast is just gonna degenerate into us making fun of people until they pay us to stop making fun of them yeah it's extortion it'd be a shame if we had to make fun of you on our podcast yeah yeah some people are gonna be upset we made fun of beth sadler but life's life yeah we've made enemies (laughs) yeah anything else we need to say um oh don't forget to spread the word about this podcast tell all your friends and family i I keep this running list of great ways you can tell your friends and family about the podcast i'm just going to read the next one you can travel to people's houses say you're an official book inspector and then oops turns out none of their books are up to code and replace them all with flyers for inside the mind of a child genius yes and three cowboys and quest of the dragon that makes more sense than just replacing their books with <laughs> flyers to replace them with actual books that's a little better I, think. I like how it says your suggestion starts with the word travel like you can go to your neighbor's house if you, you don't have to travel cross country although you might want to if this is what you're going to be doing yeah Put some distance between you and that person. (laughs) I'm a traveling book inspector. None of these are good enough. (laughs) It's like you're giving all their books a rating and review. The rating is not good enough to be on a bookshelf. No rating. Filthy. (laughs) Great for kids, though. Okay. So I guess that's it. The last thing is just the theme song. And yeah, we normally do a bit here. I don't know if we need to do a bit this time. So... The bit, which I didn't even realize was a bit because I <laughs> legitimately have a terrible memory. And every time I was making the joke that, oh, I can't hear the outro theme song. You ought to put that in in post. But I'm not going to make that joke this time. I'm just going to make a joke about making fun of myself for saying that in the past. On that note, here's the theme song. I refuse to say anything about it. <laughs> I know that it's playing. I don't know. I kind of like it. You like my joke every time? I think there are slight variations on it, right? I have legitimately forgotten each time. So if there are variations, they're entirely incidental. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 